Loving Father, thank you that you promise to speak to us through your word. We pray that you'll give us this morning ears to hear your word and hearts to receive it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Can you cast your minds back, perhaps quite a long time? Do you remember the privilege of growing up in a family? If your memory doesn't stretch back that far, perhaps more recently you've had the privilege of being in charge of such a family. Does this ring any bells? That's not fair. He's got 15 chips and I've only got 14. Why do I have to go to bed at 7 o'clock when she goes to bed at 8 o'clock? Does it sound a little bit familiar? It starts early in life, doesn't it? And we so easily go on making comparisons between ourselves and others. And we complain, perhaps not aloud, but perhaps bitterly to ourselves, that they're getting a better deal than we are. Well, that's exactly what it was like in Joseph's family. And everybody there shares a bit of the blame. Their father Jacob clearly spoiled Joseph because he was the eldest son of his favorite wife. He bought a special robe for him, not a one of many colors. That was a mistranslation in the 1662 English Bible. But as we heard correctly this morning, one with long sleeves in it. And the significance was that was the kind that was worn by the rich nobility because they didn't need to do any hard work. Sleeves just get in the way. And this gave a very clear message to Joseph's ten older half-brothers that their father loved Joseph more than he loved them. And also, it made Joseph a really spoiled brat who showed off and boasted to his brothers about his dreams of superiority to them. Not the best way to win their affection. He was incredibly arrogant and his brothers became jealous and they began to hate Joseph. What a family mess. Could even God possibly bring any good out of that? Well, not if the brothers could help it, because as we heard, they made it worse by trying to get rid of Joseph, by selling him into slavery, and telling their father, one of a very large porky, that he'd been killed by a wild animal. And so Joseph goes off into slavery, and eventually into prison. The situation goes from bad to worse. And Joseph could have been really sorry for himself. But he clearly has time to reflect on his earlier life. And having hit rock bottom, he learns to trust God. So his life and his character begin to change. So how does it all work out? Well, we know the story very well, partly thanks to Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
Joseph's God-giving ability to interpret dreams causes Pharaoh, or one famous rock star, to make him chancellor of all of Egypt, one of the most powerful nations in the ancient world. God doesn't send bad things into our lives, but he can, in an amazing way, bring good out of the bad things that happen. After seven years of good crops, which Joseph has stored, there come seven years of drought across the whole of the Middle East. Crops fail, animals die, and 20 years after they'd sold him into slavery, Joseph's brothers are facing starvation in Israel. Let's just suppose that they really had killed him out of jealousy. They would have been signing their own death warrant in a way, including that of Jesus' ancestors and his ancestor Judah. God's plan for the world's salvation then would have come to a full stop 1,800 years early. But as it is, <clears throat> they go down to Egypt where Joseph forgives them and he gives them corn. What if Joseph had refused to help them? Or even had them killed for their treachery? Again, no Jesus. Joseph isn't the bearer of God's promise, but it's by his actions that his older brother Judah is kept safe, and the birth line continues on through early Jewish history. God's plan continues, and his promise to bless the whole world through one of Abraham's descendants is carried forward because Joseph has trusted God and he's learned the power of forgiveness over resentment and bitterness. In the shelter of Egypt, Jacob's family will grow from a small clan into a nation under the protection of the pharaohs until it all goes pear-shaped again and they need rescuing. Joseph is a vital link between the founding fathers of the Jewish race, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the nation that they grow into. Supposing Joseph had abandoned his faith in God in prison, or given in to the impulse of revenge when he recognizes his brothers, the story would have had a very different ending. But Joseph fulfills his purpose in God's plan. And in the end, he can say to his brothers in Genesis chapter 45, verse 5, Don't be angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Joseph could see God's hand clearly at work in what at the time seemed the worst possible circumstances. Hated by his brothers, taken from home and family, sold as a slave, thrown into prison. What more could have gone wrong? But he trusts God, and God is faithful, working through Joseph to keep his chosen family safe, in spite of their obvious weaknesses. This is the family through whom eventually he'll save the world by Joseph's great, great, many, 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 many great nephew.
Joseph. Uh, Jesus, sorry. So Joseph, the spoiled, arrogant brat, matures with God's help into the ruler of a powerful nation. And he plays a vital part in God's plan for the world. And he also becomes part of God's big picture. That's why his story takes up nine chapters of the book of Genesis. It's a part of Jesus' family history. So what about us this morning? What can we learn from Joseph? Could you possibly admit to having probably been spoilt a bit by getting all your own way? Whatever your age, in the past or even maybe now. Or perhaps remember just being a little bit arrogant from time to time. Joseph was. But God helped him to change. And he used him to make a huge difference to his family and to the world. Or do you have a problem with jealousy? Like his brothers. Or even hatred. Joseph's brother Judah did. But he learned from his mistakes. And God forgave him. And allowed him to continue to be the bearer of the promise of a saviour of the world to be born as his descendant. Do you have a problem with forgiving someone who's badly hurt you? Joseph knew all about that. But God helped him to put resentment aside and to forgive his brothers. And that's not always an easy journey. But God could do the same for you if that's a part of your need. He can free you from the prison of bitterness over past hurts. Have you gone through circumstances or perhaps you may be going through circumstances which just couldn't seem to get any worse? As we've heard, Joseph hit really rock bottom. But he continued to trust God. And God brought incredible good out of what seemed like a total disaster. In the end, Joseph's faith was stronger than it would have been if all those awful things hadn't happened to him. And it can be the same for us if we let God work in us, changing us, strengthening us, bringing good out of bad and achieving his purposes through our lives. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 contains a special promise for whenever things go really pear-shaped in life. It doesn't say that God, that everything is sent by God. It doesn't say that whatever comes will be easy to bear if you have faith. But what it does say in verse 28 is, we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. In all things, God works for good. That's certainly what Joseph experienced. And if we trust God, whatever happens, we can have the same experience as his.